Hey, Zombo fans. We're also twice. I'm back here for yet another wonderful week of Zombo's action. We are joined by the host with the most face cam appearances inside the month of July during his latest adventure in Germany, Johnny J25. How you doing, John? Am I, though, the host with the most face cam features? Because I technically have two, which puts me on par with you, too. No. Actually, no, you have. You have. Let's let's do a head count. Yeah, One, I, I actually two, have every three. week. So like you have you have four, maybe five. Uh, so I think actually I'm not the host with the most face cam. We can, we well, can well I need something. Oh, I forgot to put that back. Oh no! Ah, okay, sorry. I actually had the announcements tab up, so hopefully it should come back with beautiful, beautifully sculpted images inside our our allocated boxes. So we are here for once again another wonderful week of Zombros and I I was just trying to give a good intro for John this week, and I, I didn't do it, so I'm gonna I'm gonna have to uh, fix that. <laughs> I'm gonna have to do something a little better for that. Maybe I'll that'll be my homework every week to get better intros for John. So we have uh, this show on Spotify, iTunes. If you guys wanna if you can't catch these shows live, they're always gonna be uploaded to those. Give it a week or two in case I go far behind. But otherwise, this is it, baby. We had the weirdest week ever in zombies. Definitely an extremely strange one. What is that? Is that in the way? There we go. It was a a doozy of a week concerning Lord and Savior Jason Blundell, as some would refer to him, or the man who destroyed zombies. One Jesus. <laughs> um, some would even argue that maybe Ray, when he handed him all the stickers, I think I saw this quote, he whispered into Jason's ear, and he was like, you have to leave. And this is what Ray actually caused the controversy last time at the uh, Ancient Evil event. That's a rumor going on. There are so many rumors going on that we have plenty to speculate on, but today we're also going to talk about, um, let me oh, just God. say the topics, yeah. DLC 4, where it might take place, because people are now going back and forth talking about predictions, origins, Call of the Dead, original map, whether or not it should be original map or not be an original map. That's been a conversation and a topic point so far. Um, we... We'll be talking about some Alpha Omega stuff, side Easter eggs that we didn't get to touch on before that we like. And uh, basically, the thick of it is going to be discussing the, the recent community explosion with Jason Bundell and uh, everything that comes along with that. We actually also had Noah just sidebar. We won't give too much. Maybe we come back to it. But Noah was on trending for Custom Zombies um, gaming trending. So there, there could be hope. There could be a resurgence of custom zombies inside the zombie community during the next lull. That's happened before, so maybe it's cyclical, the zombie community, when it has these ebbs and flows. But, John, what do we, what do we want to talk about, huh? I wanted to mention that, uh, speaking of those Blundell Jesus stickers, yes. I, uh, I remember I was talking to Ray around Easter time. I yes. was doing, like, a flash Jason Blundell Jesus t-shirt. He was on board with it, too. Um, we were gonna we were gonna make and sell those t-shirts. Um, I ended up not doing it, but that was almost a thing briefly. Where for a limited time on Easter, because he had risen, you could have bought in your own Jason Blundell Jesus t-shirt. Oh, that would have been, been a fun flash sale. Um, that would have been funny, have but any... oh, someone would have got triggered. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't know though. Like, would would anybody have bought that? I don't I think, know. I think for the lols, you would have got some people. Would any of you? You got to see the like, design. Like, it's me, a great design. That, that t-shirt sale was less about like, let's make a fuck ton of money on this, and yeah. more just like a. This seems like something amazing to sell during Easter time. 
kind of curious who would buy it. I don't know. I, I feel like nobody would, but I, I still would want to do it anyway. I ended up not doing it, but it was an idea I had. Uh, so maybe there's an alternate reality in which everybody's walking around with Jason Blundell, Jesus. <laughs> That's could have been fun. fun. You know, wasn't wasn't fun this week, John? You know what wasn't fun? Finding out that our Lord and Savior is fired because he's allegedly an alcoholic. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you nailed it. That's exactly. It. <laughs> Shout out to the journalists out there. Ooh, absolutely, man! My God, I had some I had some fun this week on Twitter. Uh-huh. Uh, you 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 give people the load. Case they're out of the loop. So if you case around in the loop because you have a normal life and you don't sit obsessively online inside Discord servers, Twitter, or the COD Zombie Reddit refreshing for arguments, uh, Jason Blundell was allegedly fired a long time ago from Treyarch Studios. That's why he wasn't appearing inside so many live streams. Now, there's tons of circumstantial evidence that would allow us to make these connections. And that can be problematic, and I'll get into my opinions about that later. But the facts are, Jason headed two campaigns. He was the head of the campaign team for Black Ops 3 and Black Ops 4, and there was trouble development between both those campaigns. He was also the zombie studio head. He took over for Jimmy Zielinski uh, when things didn't go well in VO2. Zielinski, Reza, and that team, they were let go. Uh, they were going in a different direction. So Blundell headed Origins, Mob of the Dead, and took zombies into the new future. Come to pass, things aren't going well for the launch of BO4. We stopped seeing him in live streams. He's made some promises that he people have been using against him that he didn't keep, like factions. This keeps being repeated over and over again as the rallying call against BO4 zombies. So all that is fighting against Jason Blundell up until this point. So he stops appearing on live streams, and people start saying, where's Jason? Where's Jason? He, before Black Ops 4, had the title of studio head. He was a co-studio head, and that title was then later taken away from him, which we can confirm i'm pretty sure we we he they changed up his stuff in the credits and even when we visit the studio his office had changed so i mean the thing of the thing is so he could have he like him obviously going from studio head to director isn't a great career move like it's it's arguably a downgrade potentially in a lateral move for your career yeah but it also just could have been entitled you know, like Jason could have had a lot of the same responsibilities, just a different title. Or maybe sure. as focus was into releasing, like, like, you know, like he was studio head when they were midway through production, but yeah. maybe as they were entering crunch time, Jason needed a more hands-on approach. So sure. he, you know, like, like, it, like it doesn't always mean that it was like performance-based. It could also just be based on the needs of the company. Exactly. That that was the point I wanted to make. Is sometimes in pre-development they need three studio heads, but then all of a sudden. They find okay. There's too many cooks in the room. We actually yeah, need why do you need th- why do you need three like like why do you need three studio heads if one can do the job? You know? Yeah, maybe some. So so it, it it could have been a lot of things, and people speculate a lot, mm-hmm. maybe more than we should. I can, you know people made the assumption Jason Blundell hasn't been in any Alpha Omega promotional. He must have been fired. Right. Well, I can I can also say Jason Blundell hasn't been in any of the Alpha Omega work or any any of the Alpha Omega like hyper. Perhaps he's on maternity leave, or perhaps he got sick. Maybe he's in the hospital. Perhaps he got sick, or perhaps somebody in his family got sick. That's you know, like you can you can make up a bunch of different reasons why he's absent from a lot of stuff, Mm -hmm. and each one is just as valid as the other. 
Yeah. And this really digs into internal politics and stuff like that inside a business. That is so, so difficult to understand unless you're actually in the business and in the rooms where this is happening. Even people that work at businesses, if any of you have worked at companies, you know, people say all kinds of things because they misinterpret it, mishear something, they're not getting the full picture, and people chit-chat all the time, especially in the corporate world and corporate environments. So what the real story is, even if you have, oh, my buddy works at Treyarch trying to feed you stuff, it's going to come with his own biases. It's going to come with an, a skewed perspective as well. So that type of stuff is, isn't the same as speculating on, like, the zombie storyline, for example. It, it's a very different beast. Let's also remember that not everybody in the studio hears the same exact information. I mean, if if we go by just the, uh, was it Kotaku, the report about, you know, like how shitty the game testers are treated, yeah. you know? Yeah. Like, they were almost treated like second-class employees at Treyarch. So perhaps if mm-hmm. that's your insider at Treyarch, then he's not probably going to get the full scoop of uh, what's going on with the studio. Like, they're tucked yeah, yeah. away in their own corner. They don't even go to the company parties. How the hell? He, what's he supposed to know? What's up with the studio? You know? Sure, exactly. And so who? So, so not everybody. It's not like everybody in the studio knows everything. The inner working. Mm-hmm. So up until this point, we have to finish off the recap. The Reddit and Twitter starts blowing up because the typical offenders of releasing information early, who are hit or miss at best. Uh, sometimes some other stuff comes true, and everybody always remembers the stuff that comes true. But our same remembers the wrong. Yeah, shit. when they're wrong, the crackpot journalist. Uh, do, do, we, do we want to say his name? He's such a moron. Oh, um, I'll say his name, but not until it needs to come. All right, yeah, but pre-launch, he had all this stuff that he supposedly leaked. All this stuff that he had a hundred percent right. None of it was right. None of it. He backtracked. He he said he made shit up, and and then we're still following this person as a source. I mean, the yeah, guy yeah, is didn't, just didn't this, this this source. Um, it's funny too because, like, we I I feel like both you and I had heard whispers of something like this. Yeah, and see, that's it was, it, was, it was from the same group of leakers, and then I feel like people didn't believe the story, or it didn't the story didn't actually gain traction until mm-hmm. um until Matthew Harris a journalists within our community mm-hmm. put a story on his website. I think his website is like gamingintel.com or something like that. Which, you know, people people see it now want to publish on a website. Ooh. And, a website, and they're like, oh, it must be true now. Mm-hmm. And it blew up. But quite frankly, Gaming Intel is a nobody in the world of Call of Duty reporting. You know? Yeah, or reporting in, and in I think general. It, yeah, like it, it, and it, it plays off of I think, it, I think the name is deceitful, mm-hmm. not in the way that like they're intentionally deceitful, because yeah. if they're if they actually work their way up to being a credible news source, then, you know, we could name it half. But even I read it, I'm like gaming Intel. And then my mind immediately jumps to Charlie Intel yeah. or, you know, like every. So it, it, the name sounds credible. And then you read the article. And the article acts like it knows what it's talking about. Like it talks about, oh, we have from multiple sources reporting that this is the case from insiders and stuff. Mm-hmm. And then you look and read who wrote the article, and it's fucking Matthew Harris. Yeah. And correct me if I'm wrong, but isn't this the second time that this individual has made a report on Jason getting fired? At- yes, yes. He said he made this exact same story pre-launch that Jason got fired. Like, I feel like literally a fucking year ago. He yeah, made 
Just just around this time, no, nah, because it was post Comic Con because we still saw him. It was right before release. No, it was right before uh, May. It was May because I remember yeah, it that it had to be before May, before to... the reveal event. It mm-hmm. had to be before the reveal event. So he made almost an identical story. I mean, he seems to have some sort of vendetta for trying. That's to That's what get I was wondering. Like, is this person like? Fired? Does he hate Jason and just want to like make stories about Jason getting fired until it comes true? I think so. And then once it comes true, he'll be like, yay, oh my goodness. But like I was, you know, you know, the moment, the moment it actually happens. Oh, he's been vindicated. He's been. Vindicated. Yeah, exactly. Um, So to further, now he makes that post on his own website. Then TGR, who gets his information from the same leaker crew. So they all I'm pretty have sure nice everybody's, story. everybody's getting the same story from the same person. Yeah. You know, so they're getting this, this nice circle is, of like, this, oh, this oh. He said it. Well, that's what I said. What he said, and they're just kind of. Yeah, it's they're all they're all like patting each other on the back, and it's it's it seems as though they all got their story from the same person, and mm-hmm. then they go to one another, and they're like, "Oh, did oh. you hear this too? Oh, yeah, I heard this." Yeah, but but it's all still coming from the same person, which doesn't actually. It's not a good way to verify your source just because multiple people have the same anonymous source doesn't mean that common denominator of the anonymous source yeah. is still is verified or correct or. It's very different um, if it's one angry anonymous source versus like ten different sources from inside Treyarch. That's what helps shape the story. Uh, so instead of wanna... doing their due diligence in any shape, way, or form, they start running away with the story, and then Mister Dalek JD makes it huge because you know money. <laughs> I'm giving him a yeah. hard time, but he posts that video on his channel as he's like, "Oh my god, I can't believe Jason's gone." So either he was, like, completely caught up with it. You know, all these leaker groups have been pretty spot on for recent stuff, thanks to a disgruntled QA tester, by the way, is the person that leaked everything, and they're just regurgitating that. So that's how they've been so accurate as of late. And I, You know, take that with a grain of salt. So then they're reporting, oh, yeah, Jason. He's like, oh, shit, they're right about Nuketown. They're right about this. So he goes and makes a video. Everyone freaks out. The Reddit starts making tributes like you can't believe it's Jason Blundell. There's some fucking great. I sent you, I'm my, I think, my favorite. Yes! Oh, my God! This it. meme I is so good. Oh, let me see. Oh, no, I got to click away it's, some stuff. It's, it's in the, it's in the, it's It's like a few messages up. Oh, good, good. Yes, you can just scroll. Yes, 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 yes. Oh, dude, this meme. This meme is incredible. Oh, my God. Yeah, you, have, you, have, you have Jameson from, from the from the Raimi Spider-Man trailer. He's like, Blundell was a hero. I just couldn't see it. He was, and then Spider-Man steals the suit. And he's like, a thief, he stole my perks. Dude, I think how brilliant the a thief, he stole my perks is, is what sets me off. <laughs> it's so perfect for what people complain about right now, about Jason. Just like, the perks system is so controversial. Um, <laughs> that's what, it's, just, it's like they're in it, though. It's not just a typical meme. They really get it. So yeah, oh. that one is that one. No, it's like it's play hard. It's not actually nobody's I, I, yeah. nobody making like memes actually mad about the perks, but it's it's in good fun. Oh, I love um, it. I have I absolutely I wanna, love it. I want to discuss the fun that I had on Twitter this week. Okay, um, before you get into that, I wanted to make sure I got everything. I didn't get finished the timeline yet, so. Oh yeah, continue. So that blows up. People start making videos left and right. I start DMing people, and I'm like. This seems weird. It doesn't seem right. Even during a, a season, like, just business-wise, in my head, I'm like, why would, as a business, Other- you don't fire management during a season. You always do it. That Jimmy left. 
in the off season. Like typically, unless there's like a big uh, scandal going on, like Cameron Dayton left after the season's over. You really don't want leadership leaving in the middle of the development of any project. So to me, it's like, really? They just fired him. And then after serving the company for 10 years, you're like, they just kick him on, still let the door hit you on the way out, Jason. I'm like, not really how the gaming or business worlds work unless you do something really drastic. So I, I, I that's why I'm trying to poke around and then I'm getting confirmations. I'm updating you. People are like, oh, yeah, it seems true. Oh, man, he's gone. You expect a statement. And then Charlie Intel actually doing research and actually trying journalism. to do yeah, journalism being like, so we went to get comment from Activision. And they're like, no, he's still working here. And all I can think about is what Jason's day must have been like because there's probably kernels of truth in this. That's why the story is believable. It's plausible. There's there's clearly issues he's probably been dealing I, yeah, with. I, I, I he's don't probably... disagree that there is probably maybe 10% truth to this, something like that, you know? Like... Mm-hmm. But he's, like, heartbroken over BO4. This has been a tough time on him. He really gives a crap. Jason's somebody that absolutely puts his passion and love into this game, without a doubt, from all the interactions I've had with him. And he's clearly, you know, got some stuff going on. And Oh, shoot. I just want to know. That's what, sorry, I lost the train of thought there for a second. Jason's just sitting in his office and just like, you're seeing all these memes on Reddit, maybe Craig leaning in like, Jason, um, did you know you were fired today? What? What did you just say to me? <laughs> like, I just want to know what that's like being there, but it's got to be a 50-50, right? Like, did they find out before? I, I have a, I have, chill, I have a child, or children, I don't remember how many kids he has. I have a wife. I have a family. Like, did I just get fired? Am I one of the people finding out through Twitter I was fired? And then slowly, or was it just like, God damn, Matthew Harris is at it again. Son of a bitch. <laughs> Matthew Harris trying to single-handedly bring down this man's career and make fire. I think what's happening is he's just going to keep posting stories of Jason getting fired until one day Jason actually thinks he's fired and doesn't come into work. <laughs> And then they have to fire him because he hasn't given the work done. The self-fulfilling prophecy. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I I feel terrible for Jason. Um, So, you get into your bit before we start talking about some of the really disgusting, uh, disrespectful things that were being said with literally no merit. I mean, I I, I was disgusted to see some of the posts, posts I was seeing online being like, according to who? What resources? Yeah. What are you talking about? This is totally like mob mentality, Twitter trying to believe in something they want to believe in. This is like, you know, when they want to take somebody down, ooh, who's the next person we have to yell at? It's like, what are you even talking about? You're so outside the loop. What? So, go ahead. Go ahead, John. I have to, wait, I have to send you this meme. I just oh, please, it. please. That I still can't get over it. He's a clock. This one is titled. One is titled "Raise a Glass" if you're still working in a coal. Oh yes, 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 yes. I saw this one as well. Um, I'll, I'll just throw this one over here and drag it. Oh, no, raise, raise a glass if you no longer work on zombies. <laughs> <laughs> Too bad it's the other way around. Or Lee's still working on zombies, but Jason and oh, Woody Cameron, <laughs> Mr. Cameron, um, they yeah. both got knocked out. Okay, yes. So let's let's talk my let's talk my Yeah, um, your interactions with the esteemed and privileged I, journalist. I, I, I put on my uh 
So, so, so the person who wrote the story, Matthew Harris, yep. um, and I, you know, I, I figure, what does a good journalist do? Mm-hmm. Well, a good journalist, when they hear a story, is typically go to the, they usually approach the person or the, uh, or the company that this story is about for a comment or a quote on the story. And, you know, you, you'll see this in articles. It'll be like, oh, we reached out to uh, the Walt Disney Corporation, but the Walt Disney Corporation declined to comment, or mm-hmm. they would give it. There's no mention of this in this article by this esteemed journalist. This journalist did not approach Activision for any sort of quote or statement. Or if they did, it was not mentioned in the article. So, you know, barely doing the bare-bones research to cross-check your reference. You know, sometimes you have the juicy scoop and you want to get out before everybody else. So fuck journalistic integrity and any kind of research. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so I, I put my journalism and I said, I'm going to be a journalist. And I, I went out and I found some quotes that seem relevant on the matters. Not my not my words, just just words I had heard through the great. I tweeted one of them out. Uh, I tweeted out, Matthew Harris is a fucking idiot. Not my words. Not my words, I swear. They're not. Um, I heard where they came from. These are not my words. This blew up on Twitter. Um, and then I got... <laughs> let me find... It, it, I mean, it mildly blew up. It yeah. got a lot of... It got, like, uh, 279 likes, something like that. Uh, so so I was a journalist, and I went out to quote-related situations. Mm-hmm. Uh, then I got a reply. From I guess friend of Matthew Harris or oh, I can't even find it. Oh no, they're in their comments. Oh no. Uh, but it was basically along the lines of uh, if you're gonna talk shit on somebody on Twitter, which again I was not talking shit on any, uh, you should at least at mention. Uh, so <laughs> then that person chimed in. God, I hate this new Twitter layout. No, I only use it Do on desktop, new- so I, it works fine for me. Do you, do, you, do you use the new Twitter layout? Yeah, it looks fine to me. I don't know. I'm not experiencing the same struggles. I, I like it just because it's, it reminds me of uh, I can never, tweet deck and stuff like that. I can never remember anything is. Anyway, uh, so then I get a reply from this esteemed journalist. He says, all the leaks and sources said the exact same thing, that things were rough in the studio and that Jason had been absent, likely fired, slash moved. Employees hadn't been told about these other creative opportunities in Activision. Get off my ass and try tagging me next time. So, so here's the thing. Aren't we the um, journalist? Aren't we supposed to be? Um, yeah, so, so here's the uh, thing. Uh, if you're going to make a statement like this, or not a statement like this, if you're going to make an article like this, mm-hmm. And then it ends up being false, and it also contributes to a narrative that is incredibly slanderous. Mm-hmm. Don't get upset when people give you crap. I mean, the things that were said about Jason Lundell were slanderous. Some of them were just like I, I'm not going to get into them. Some of the, like some of the more absurd things that I had heard, like mentioned specific members of the community and stuff, and they're just completely unfound. Have no basis in truth, and not that not that this person had specifically had mentioned some of these because I don't think they were ever mentioned in the article, but it contributes to the narrative, you know. Because yep. you have all these people pushing these terrible things mm-hmm. or saying these terrible things about Jason, 
And then when you make the article that kind of blows the lid off the story, don't get upset that you're then being associated in this mess. You've kind of brought this on yourself. So one thing I do apologize for not tagging Matthew Harris uh, in my original tweet. Uh, so I went back and I, uh, I tagged him and I said in my tweet, my apologies would hate to dis- my apologies at Matthew Harris. I would hate to disrespect a journalist such as yourself. But just just a little lesson in journalism. Next time, try to go to the source of this rumor and get a comment from them. And don't get upset when people associate you with the story that you're. Yep, I that's I think that's extremely fair. Obviously, I'm biased because I'm a journalist. But furthermore, uh, also there's a lot of backtracking in this in this tweet too. Oh yeah, all the leak. You know, employees hadn't been told about these other creative opportunities. Yeah, it's not what you said. Because not everybody in the office gets all the same information. You know, Mm -hmm. if the information that's pertinent to the upper management isn't also relevant to QA QA. Yeah. Or whoever his supposed sources are, it's not the same people that just hate on crayons all the time, which understandably there's plenty of reasons. Every business you're gonna have a percentage of people that don't get along, some larger than others. The gaming industry is a horrible and very difficult industry. So that's why it's so believable. There's plenty of stuff, especially Jason Schreier's article wrote a bombshell about Treyarch a little while ago. Like the stuff that is there was, for that's how you that's how you write that's how you write a bombshell article. Hundred percent, hundred percent. And that one has multiple sources. And you know what Treyarch said when they were commented about it? They didn't deny a single thing. They didn't even try. They were like, "Yeah, that is absolutely what happened." Basically, we're not going to say that, but we're basically saying that here. Verbatim, nope, 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 not verbatim, but they're just saying, I'm paraphrasing, obviously. No, that's not exa- at all what happened. Jason still works for us. What are you talking about? And they're just trying to find a new position for him. Most likely, Jason won't be the next director of zombies in the next game for Black Ops 5 or whatever the next game will be. Clearly, they're going to need a change because that's typically what you do when things aren't doing well. BO2 wasn't doing well. They changed. Jimmy was booted. BO4 is not doing well. Jason's probably going to get the boot. But sometimes you just need different creative heads to take the game into new places as times evolve. And that's super frustrating to see Jason have to move on. I'm hoping he doesn't get the Glenn Schofield and uh, Michael Kanji treatment where they get promoted only to get pushed out. A lot of people are comparing the situation to that. Yeah. We we have no proof that that is actually the case. Yeah, there's no comment from anybody saying that is the case right now. Yeah. Like, 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 when that happened, it was very clearly published that these guys were being promoted. Um, that has never happened with Jason. Jason has just been quiet. It could be for a number of reasons. Yeah, he doesn't Jason have social media, just... for starters. Let me read the Activision statement for everybody so we're on the same page. This is a statement sent to Charlie Intel. Well, we typically don't comment on rumor because, okay, stop. Stopping the quote right now. You don't normally do that because then every rumor you have to now address. And that causes a problem if you can't focus on the game and you're too busy trying. Am I, am I quiet? I didn't think I was quiet today. God dang chat. Anyway, all right, I'll put the mic even closer to try and sound even louder. Sorry. Uh, but that's why you don't typically do all that type of stuff. So here we are. And I'll, I'll bump John down a little bit too. He's a little louder for me. So we'll go down here. Maybe that. Yeah, I see. Yep. Okay. All right. Um, while we don't typically comment on rumors, so, quote, while we don't typically comment on rumor, as a personal matter, we feel it's important to address Jason has not been fired and, in fact, he continues to direct the zombie experience for Black Ops 4. 
In addition, Jason, along with a handful of developers, are working with Activision to develop new creative opportunities. Still, Activision says in a statement that Blundell is working at Activision with a handful of developers as well as new creative opportunities. It doesn't say that, though. Jason has not been fired. In fact, he continues to direct Zombies' experiences for Black Ops 4. In addition, Jason, along with a handful of developers, are working with Activision. It does not say at. Even, I think, Charlie Intel might be taking that the wrong way. They're, they quoted it in literally the next paragraph incorrectly. A handful of as Activision says in a statement that Blundell is working at Activision. Activision says in the statement. They don't. They literally don't say that in the statement. So I'm going to politely disagree because Jason working with Activision would just mean he probably has more meetings where he walks across the street. Their buildings are right next to each other. To go talk to Activision with new creative opportunities for zombies would be my guess, or you know wherever he's going in the future of his career and his trajectory. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would. I gotta say a few few comments on this statement. One, shout out to Charlie Intel for actually doing journalism and reaching out to Activision. Yeah, um, take notes. That's inspiring. That's Kevshav Bat. I I probably say his name wrong, but he's our guy. Yes. He writes so much. Make sure to. You are an actual actual journalist in this community doing the actual work. Mm-hmm. Um, the only the only the only thing of note and people who especially are from the side pushing this forward and actually do is that it explicitly mentions that he's working on opportunities for Call of Duty Black Ops Four mm-hmm. and not say Black Ops Five. Um, a couple of thoughts on that is one because maybe Jason will depart from Black Ops Five, or mm-hmm. perhaps it could also mean that they just haven't announced the next Call of Duty, so they're not even going to say that Jason is Activision doesn't have to talk about future things. Um, mm-hmm. So, like that's that's a hard statement to read into. It could have just been a very literal, oh, Black Ops Four. Don't even worry about Black Ops Five because we haven't even announced. Right. Or it could actually be a subtle hint at yeah he actually we've just we've already agreed in terms of future content this game which is really strong. Could be. Um yeah. so there's a little bit of devil's advocate the opposing um but yeah I wanted to mention that as for the working with Activision I that could mean a million. Somebody got me looking. If I spelled Blundell wrong, I copy and pasted the title from the wonderful people who always suggest my title. You spelled it, you spelled it right. All right. They get, they get me, man. That's all I got to do. You, if there's anything about spelling, I'm like, oh, shit, I probably got it wrong. <laughs> but, yeah, it's uh, incredibly frustrating and disgusting to me uh, how little mm-hmm. integrity. What's even more surprising to me are these people that are either immature, underdeveloped, or just unempathetic, that they would... They know it's fake. They're literally making things up. They know they, they don't have don't, a source. Let's, let's let's give them the benefit of the doubt. Assume that they that they they don't think. Okay, but let's that's... assume that they've been lied to and they just don't. Think. Okay, or misinterpreting because the stuff about the alcoholism to me is is where do you find any substance for that proof? That's it's, what bothered a, me a lot. You know, that's that's the kind it's of like, statement. You know, there, there's a reason in the. There's a, there's a reason in the UK, especially, and, and maybe this UK journalist should pay attention to this. And, um, you never call some drunk or say that they or, or say that they're an alcoholic, because then you are liable for slander and you can get sued. And s- instead, what you say and you, you if you pay attention to what they say on the news, you say tired and 
which is news speak for for exams for an average college. What was it? Tired uh, and what? Your mic cut out there for a second. You say tired and emotional. Tired and emotional. Gotcha. It's, it's, it's okay in the UK. It's it's very common news speak and code mm-hmm. for anxiety because okay. you know tired and emotional. They're more subjective. Whereas alcohol, you know, like that's not as slanderous to say being an alcoholic. Like that's a really terrible thing to say about somebody. Yeah. Yeah. And you better have a lot of good sources to back that up. And even if Jason is an alcoholic, which by all reports he's not, mm-hmm. you still can't say that. Like it's still a slam. Yeah. And now we're not talking about free speech. And, uh, yeah, this, yeah, is, no, this, this is this is we're not speech. we're not restricting free speech. You're literally making up groomers to defame people. Now when someone does a Google sort search, they're gonna see Jason Blundell alcoholic come up. Think about his future yeah. employers now. When he has yeah. to see that come up because some kid on the internet made up something with bad sources, it's completely and utterly irresponsible. Also, I, let's say Jason did lose his job. Yeah, you know, like, dude, why do you gotta why do you gotta kick a man while he's down? Why do you gotta why do you gotta stomp on his grave and be like, oh, Jason's gone? We have all this insider information and try to profit off of the, I guess the what's the word? The unfortunate situation of another. Mm-hmm. You know, like. Like if this if this did happen and Jason was actually fired, it'd probably be a very sensitive time for just a very unsure time for people. Or, now there is the argument about being a public figure, right? And there is rumor to report and speculate on that, but there is a way about doing it that. But is but, but, but something something like that is a matter that I tread lightly. Yeah, to have some integrity instead of being basically a tabloid magazine that is just tearing down people to tear down people. I think I commented yeah. this on Reddit, where Mila Kunis and Ashton Kutcher are in the car together, and they see this headline. They're like, "Oh, babe, babe, you're you're leaving me." And she's like, "What? I'm leaving you?" It's like, "Yeah, I'm I'm apparently overbearing." And she's like, "Oh yeah, you're right. You know what? You are." It's like, "You know what happened to the kids?" She's like, "What happened?" She's like, "You got the kids. I can't believe you got the kids because they're laughing at this stuff. People yeah. literally are making that, up horrible it. things. It's you terrible. Know, like, this is." This is a sensitive situation for somebody, and if you're going off of like one nonsense source, you're no better than everybody. And not that you can't do that, and that can be your form of journalism because there is a place in the world for tabloids because they obviously do really want to be a tabloid. I mean, at the rate he's been going the past year or so, the only time I ever hear him is when he's making up tabloid like news, trying to defame people. Do a Google search right now. I'm curious if you're going to find the same things I do for Jason Blundell's name, John. I have what really happened with Jason Blundell exposing, and that's Milo video saying, which is Blundell not fired. Then a message from Jason Blundell, the truth from Mr. Dalek. Jason Blundell finally did this for zombies. Okay, that's Milo again. Um, but Activision denies reports, the Charlie Intel article. Report Jason Blundell is no longer at Treyarch, another Charlie Intel article. These are, these are all the things. Activision denies reports that Jason was fired. These are the things coming up, and eventually, uh, and then you get all the Reddit posts, petition. Oh, I like the petition. We've got to talk about that. The petition to get Jason rehired, and then they're backtracking these alleged uh, reporters or journalists, backtracking, saying, oh, no, 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 they rehired Jason to save face. Do you know how business works at all? Rehiring yeah, somebody believe, that you fired? You. Who, I don't believe that for one. Have you ever worked a job? Like, this is, if you get fired from a job, you don't go back. <laughs> if the 
like, oh no, my bad, my bad. Come on, come on back. We didn't mean to fire you. That like, is like if if this what? is a, if this is a situation where and and especially if if the rumors are true, quite serious issue, and they want to hire you back, you better ask for the whole farm. You know, like like, like quadruple that salary, quadruple the vacation day. Like, mm-hmm. like, change the name of the building to Jason Blundell Studio. Yep. Yep. <laughs> like, like, change the name of the franchise to Call of Jason. I Blundell Ops. I have, <laughs> like, that's what, like, like, there's no way in get fired for allegedly being an alcoholic and then come back. No. Movies, movies, and maybe baseball managers are the only scenarios I can think of. Billy Martin, because him and George Steinbrenner were ridiculous, and they just kept firing and hiring back and forth. And they were pointing out James Gunn. I mean, that was literally just placating to the masses at that point because oh, the with the James Gunn. It's a different scenario too because you're hiring a director for a movie, not somebody who's worked for your company for ten years. And then James Gunn is a totally different situation. It's a totally different beast. Context matters. Situation and matters. I bet, and I bet on James. I bet on James Gunn's. I bet on James Gunn's. Is it, why is it, why is James Gunn? James Gunn's partisan on on James's end. Yeah, I bet it wasn't as straightforward as just waiting at the phone for Disney. Because you know James Gunn then goes out and gets gets on Suicide Squad too, and then mm-hmm. Disney comes knocking. And I bet yep. you in those negotiations he asked for the whole. Oh my God! They're bringing up Peter Parker. Parker, you're fired. Parker, you're rehired. God damn, there's oh, a yeah. lot of great Spider-Man. Jason, you're fired. Jason, you're rehired. All right, and I, I actually before we continue, it, I don't asking for likes is always shit. Just for the YouTube algorithm, if you're enjoying the show, I'm only gonna ask once. Please like the video. Last time I asked, I got un, I got like twenty times. I got four thousand plus likes in the video. The video took off. It clearly worked with the algorithm. It helped out the show. If you have some time, we'd appreciate it if you like the video. We, I don't like asking for it. I don't know about John. I don't think he does. That stuff sucks. We normally don't ask for it, but we're trying to stay relevant, compete, and that's as transparent as we can be. So if you want to like the video, we'd really appreciate it. If you do. So let's continue with the... Let's get a like <laughs> spike in the chat. Uh, see that? I hate... No, I don't want that. I don't want that. I'm just I know. trying to honestly yeah. attack it. We're just trying to keep up with YouTube. This is, this is what I'm they do. Teasing. I know, but I still hate it. <laughs> Yeah. So, so what else? What else do we want to say on this? Um, oh, oh, I do. One thing yeah. I do want to say, going back to the Activision statement. Yes, please. It seems like they were there to, to really stick up for one of their employees in that sense. Or at least that's what was the. You know, like they say, they don't typically comment on rumors, but I think part of the reason why they commented specifically on this one was because um, one the backlash and two the scandalous content. Yeah. So I appreciate the fact that Activision actually made a pretty transparent statement about them that they're like, no, this bullshit is not. Because mm-hmm. they could have just let the rumor mill run out and then maybe Jason appears at the next, you know, DLC. No, this is all nonsense. Yeah. Uh, but no, they were, they were, and they were quick on the story too. Like, I feel like not long after Blue Watch did, uh, did their statement. Mm-hmm. Um, that is. Protecting your own. Baseball has a thing like that. If an umpire ever talks to a, man, a player and starts screwing around with players, I think almost all sports, that's the manager's job. That is 
what they're supposed to do is defend their players. And to me, that was Activision defending one of their developers, being like, hey, you know, that's not cool at all to be saying this stuff about our guy. We're not going to let this run away. We're going to try and keep this because don't don't attack our developers. I remember Jason told us that he's like, you know, you guys say terrible things. I don't want you going after my guys. I want you can I can take it. You can attack me. Don't attack the developers. All the other guys that he sees every day putting their sweat and blood into this game, trying to make sure this product, this entertainment product, gets to the to the players, gets to people who want to consume it. So this is this is the dichotomy of it, right? We have a right to be upset with this game because, in many different shapes, ways, and forms, because it's not what we expected or what we wanted or it was marketed to us at some times. We all. Everyone has different feelings on the spectrum. Some people absolutely adore the game. Some people absolutely hate the game because it's not what they want out of it. Fine. You have a right as a consumer to have that criticism and try and do it as respectfully as possible. But when it gets to this sort of level, when you're making up rumors that could really hurt somebody's uh, not only financial earnings long-term, their family, so on, that gets to a personal level that is absolutely not okay, and that's when you have to really take in a hard look at these are real people. These are humans. They're just as flawed as you and I. They make mistakes just like you and I. And here we are trying to, I mean, we deify them one moment, and the next moment we're hoping to tear them down. And then again, then we want to build them right back up because we love an underdog story or a comeback story. These narratives don't have to exist in the way they do and normally don't because the world's gray and difficult. And Jason had a rough go of BO4. And it's a person. And you should still treat it like people that are developing this game. No one is sitting inside Treyarch Studios being like, mm, I can't wait to make someone pissed playing this game. I can't wait to ruin somebody's day. They spent, they they lose thousands of hours they could be spending better with their family or at other jobs or in other industries. They do it because they love it. The cost-benefit analysis or the opportunity cost of what they do is immense for the hours they put in to produce these games. Like I was talking about, how can you be proud? It's something I harped on beforehand. How could you be proud of Black Ops 4? I would not be proud about working on Black Ops 4. And I, I have now seen the perspective that from the Jason Schreier article, it's proud because this game shouldn't even ship. This game was completely a mess. Think I can't imagine getting a year in and then being like, yeah, nope, we're cutting all of this. And they're like, well, I guess it's time to make Battle Royale. I mean, we this this is from so many I mean, sides of the coin. Just- Sometimes you just don't get a choice of what you're playing. Yes. You don't have a choice. Yeah. You know, like, people like to think that, you know, Destiny is in their own hands. Mm-hmm. But Destiny is also out of your own hands sometimes. Sure. And Bungie makes a great product, and they're proud of it. Sometimes it's just not as much as they thought it would be. But even then, you know, like, sometimes just be happy that, you know, the game is being made. Mm-hmm. Um, I will say, you know, it's not like there's a moment in studio where, like, a, a developer pulls what he's like, hey, Jason, check this out. This is so I found out today, or, or, or no, sorry, just implemented this new feature uh-huh. that when you get to a boss fight of Beast or Blue Spot, people are going to be so pissed. And then Jason turns to him and goes, congrats, here's a $10,000 bonus. And then Jason maniacally walks away. No. Like, the one thing I, I, I genuinely believe is that the people who work on the game actually care about the games. Mm-hmm. At least from the IT. Mm-hmm. You know, like the guys, the guys actually writing the code behind the game. Mm-hmm. I think they actually give a shit about the games they're making video games in general. They're passionate about it because a lot of them are probably 
find a better job with more salaries and more money with more job security than working in your industry. Yeah, absolutely. At least that's what I've seen, like just evaluating my past and seeing how it works. Absolutely. I don't think there's any denying that when it comes to opportunities in the United States. Not that games are a bad career to get into and be a very fulfilling and rewarding career, but like those games, sometimes they're underpaid, overworked, and they also maybe aren't guaranteed a job after six months because yeah. this game, you know, you're unemployed. There's no, there's not much work to do, or there's a lot. Mm-hmm. Call of Duty um, is special in the sense that it continues to keep you employed year in year out. When we get angry and upset, this is just the human side of it, and I do think Call of Duty every, needs a break. Not every studio has that. Level. Yep. You know, hundred percent. Some of the more, like, think about the studios that get stuck with like making video, like movie to video game adaptations. You know, like they're not premiere developers. Yep. Um. Actually, even premiere developers, uh, Bioshock Infinite, they just released one of the at least incredible game that is talked about all the time. People love the acclaimed series of the Bioshock franchise. They released that game, all of them are unemployed. Every single one of them lost their jobs. He closed the studio and decided to go work on someone else with somebody else. Uh, the oh, I forgot the name of him. The director of, of Bioshock, the guy who made Bioshock 1 and Infinite. Uh, he just ended 2K. He's just like, yeah, we're not we're not doing this anymore. It's too much. Kevin Levine. I don't know 2K. Yeah, a long time ago. And he's been working on the next game because he made System Shock originally, and he's been working on the next version of System Shock or whatever his next vision is for the past six or seven years at a studio that's literally called like Ghost something. Are you sure? Are you sure two K closed? Not 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 two K. There's a branch. There's branches oh, of them. Two okay. K is fine. Like two K Games is fine. But Kevin Levine was hired by two K, and he closed his developer studio. Was it Irrational? Irrational. Thank you. Irrational Games. Sorry. And yeah, yeah. then they turned into Ghost Stories. So then he took some of them, and they went to Ghost Stories, which is another developer that has been quietly developing whatever his next project has been for the next for the last six, seven years. He wa- He's a guy that very much wants to, every time he releases a game, like break what you understand games can be. So he's having a long run of it right now. Ghost Stories. Thank, thank you, uh, Nick, and Chad, for uh, letting me know. I, I knew I read all that type of stuff. And some of the details get hazy after time when you're not reflecting yourself so um we should talk about the dlc for speculation uh even though we've laid into this horrible story for so long uh here we go kevin levine was the front of irrational games they are not connected to 2k they're both under take two thank you it was take two not 2k take two yep i'm getting them all mixed up did 2k or was it take two australia make bioshock 2 because bioshock 2 was Made, but I don't care. Well, I can look that stuff later. Sorry, but that's that's some gaming stuff that I'm mixing up developer names right now because I'm not familiar with it. I haven't read that stuff in a while. My apologies. Thank you for correcting chat. You know that'd be nice. I wonder if that article by our esteemed journalist edit it and be like, "This is all wrong." Did you make any updates, or is he just gonna leave that up there? That's a great question. Yeah. Check on that. Okay, sure. Um, so in the meantime, I'm gonna give you guys the platform for DLC four. People are speculating on the possibilities of DLC for Zombie Chronicles 2, what that could mean, what we're looking at, and there is a prospect right now that Call of the Dead, woo, sorry, uh, could be remastered for DLC 4, and Origins could be another one. Uh, some are begging for an original map, pardon me, because this would mark Ethan. There, there, was a, uh, there was an update to the article. Oh, boy. 
Oh, that it says, uh, <laughs> excuse me. Uh, it says, in response to questioning from Charlie Intel, Activision made an official statement on whether Jason Lavelle has been left out from the We've heard the statement. With so many leakers supporting the fact that Jason's involved in the company, from Gaming Revolution to many others within the industry. Oh, those are great sources. Gaming Revolution and many others. Very good. Gaming Revolution. He's, he's the guy that said Tokyo's a great place to play, right? Yeah, he's same a- same dude. A, I mean, he's also a reliable journalist. You normally hear, like, Alana inside there, you know, inside gaming's people. You hear all these people that are very known inside the uh, journalist world of the gaming industry. And TGR always jumps to the front on that. I mean, my God, that guy is just breaking down the walls on journalism. Pillar, pillar of the industry. Absolutely. Uh, so many... It goes on with so many leakers supporting the fact. Uh, I don't know. About the tone of the response, however, is similar in Oldfield and Con from Sledgehammer Games and moved to Activision quietly after According to a source via Twitter, the initial Ooh, report that's is a not in public, which is contrary to Activision's statement. Uh, <laughs> According to Twitter, uh, John. This Twitter source is called the Quartering, apparently. Whoever that might be. Sure. So that's the update to the story. Wow, wow. Incredible. And I like how he still had to get his own like, but I'm still right. I can't wait to tell us when Jason leaves to do something else next cycle, like many developers do. He's like, that I was right. <sighs> anyway. There you go. And they corrected me. That's why I got confused with 2K. 2K Australia made Bioshock 2. So there you go. That's, that's where I, why I was getting all the developers yesterday. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I, I want to do that on, like, I, I wonder what citing sources is like in school now. Like, can I just be, like, all of, can I just, all of Twitter. My source is all of Twitter. Because sadly, sometimes you, that's what we do since politicians now make announcements and official, like, governments make official statements on Twitter. So people will be like, via Twitter! Now that's that's official sources. It's also disgusting me again, he got me going, that he's mm-hmm. citing Charlie Intel doing their due diligence for his article. Why were you not the one to go out and ask this stuff? What are you? You want to work in the gaming industry? What is, you don't, you don't, you don't. Why is Charlie Intel doing why aren't you doing any of the work? Why aren't you pushing the boundaries? All right. Speaking My God, if you if you put your money where your mouth is, for God's sake. I don't pretend. I'm a very average YouTuber. I don't pretend to be more than that. All right. <laughs> My God. Must tell me. No, no. I I make high quality garbage on here, and some people enjoy it enough to to come back. All right. He's trying to be. Uh, from what I've heard in his quotes and read from people telling me this guy is trying to break into the gaming industry in these ways. And this is not, I don't know, I don't think this is how you do it. Mm-hmm. Um, going back to just sourcing, I remember one yeah. time back, I remember back in high school when I went to Victoria and Portland and mm-hmm. I went to school that day. I saw a presentation from a building student. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the presentation, the sources as Wikipedia. <laughs> I'm not kidding you. I saw that. <laughs> this was this was the equivalent, I guess, in terms of years. This would have been the equivalent of a high school freshman presentation on sources. It's Wikipedia. In my head. 
Well, that's mainly where I find sources I coming just, in this day and age. And this isn't isolated. Somebody commented like, man, this is a really a, I think it might have been Donation, actually, that this is where the YouTube community is. This is where the zombie community is that they would accept an article. Really telling. I'm like, this is just the state of the world right now. Like, this isn't just here for zombies. This isn't isolated to the zombie community. People are constantly running away with whatever narrative because their emotions tell them. Facts mean nothing in this day and age to people. And it's so strange to me. It's so frustrating to me. What are your sources? What are the peer-reviewed articles? Where? But that's not how it is right now. And I, I don't think you leave some, some care about your facts. Yes. Oh, that's a classic. That's a classic, right? It's. Well, no, but no, this no, isn't. On, Feelings don't care about your facts, really. <laughs> Feelings don't care about your facts. Oh my god, that is that is a t-shirt, man. Oh my god, and this isn't like the good old days either. I don't want I don't want to sound that way. Like back in our day, we had facts. No, this has always been going on. This is just now a new version of it. It's in your face more and affecting our lives because of the social media influence on our world. And it's just so frustrating to me to see any Joe Schmo with no facts, could be sitting in his home be like, yeah, Jason's an alcoholic. <laughs> yeah, tweet. And people are going, oh, I love Jason Blundell. I didn't know that about him. Oh, I'm heartbroken. Hey, hey, Ryan, did you know Jason is an alcoholic? Oh, I never, I never would have thought. And then that's, there it is. That's how it opens up. And that's our world right now. Oh, I need ignorance in my life. <laughs> Stop, Reed. I want the ignorance. Uh, anyway, okay, so let's talk about DLC Four. Do you care if it's a remake? No, but only because like I feel like I've conditioned to want it for a remake. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, like I, I think if 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 I had no expectation of a remake, I would mm-hmm. say no, because I already have the expectation of it. I feel like like I've had this conversation with myself over over many months now. So like I'm already. <laughs> You're Not past denial, it. You're you're in acceptance. You've you know, gone through the stages. You know, like if if you would if you had told me this back October, I would have been like, oh, "This is this is not a remake. Mm-hmm. How dare Jason Blunt think he's taking away my perks in my mind and my new zombies as a thief?" <laughs> <laughs> but now, just like like we already we already kind of figured that out just from the way things are going. <laughs> we figured out he's a thief. <laughs> and the and the rumors, so you know. Well, like I already know Jason's deep. Oh, just an update. Yeah. I just got a, an update. The quartering guy, a bunch of people sent him fake emails. Oh, is that the guy with the beard that constantly is a watchdog dude, self-proclaimed watchdog that just, he blew up recently because he just, he had a certain story, I think the Bioware one, where he just starts talking shit. And then I think he, he's gotten a lot of trouble with anti-feminist stuff, rhetoric he said as well, if I remember right. Is that the same guy with the, the beard? You guys can let me know. Yeah. I hope it's like some of those Facebook stories. Well, that's just it. I mean, Kingdom Hops and a bunch of people did that to Unpunk. They sent him a bunch of fake Easter egg steps. He started leaking them as real. And then they said, hey, LOL, they're not. And then he blocked all them and retracted all the statements. That's how easy it is today. From these credible sources that people say, it's just an anonymous person on the internet gives them a tip. And then people are, I mean, remember the guy that emailed me, John? He said group uh, 601 was going to be all unclassified. Remember that really sketchy email I got? I'm like, what is this? That's that's all it seems to be these days. Oh, that's him. I thought it was him. Uh, 
DLC four remastered. Yeah, so DLC, DLC four. Um, yeah. Here's the thing: like Nuketown's remastered. But yeah. Does it feel like a remaster? I'm not sure. Yeah. Like they, they do a good job of disguising, or yeah, I guess disguising, disguising their remasters. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like I, I don't, I don't know if remasters are necessarily the end of it. You know, like sometimes I, I wish we'd just done the original map. Mm-hmm. We did. We did obviously the four original maps in Chaos. So, like at the end of the day, the only thing that matters are the game. You know, story doesn't matter. If anything, remakes are richer in story than the original. Mm-hmm. Let's just put story aside and let's say gameplay. Yeah. Like it seems, at least to me, some of your favorite gameplay experiences are coming from both original maps and remakes. You know, like you, re- you really enjoyed Ancient Ages, but you're also really enjoying once a remake comes out original. Yep. And maybe it's better to leave the originals for um, chaos because they're less restricted in stories. They can be more amazing and fantastical. Like we can go to Delphi and we can also go to the Sunlands, or we can do that in chaos. Sure. You many for you many for that. And then. It, and then remakes also have more potential story, which is people are interested in more story for remake. So I'm actually I'm as crazy as it sounds starting to come around to remake. Well, you know, like I will, for the I final though, right? You're not you're not the next uh, game. We're not the, we're not doing more I would, remakes. I would, I would hope. I would t- I would take an original map over nine times out of ten mm-hmm. for the final for for the finale. Maybe not for the finale. Maybe I want an original. I'll give you that much. But, if the, yeah. the but I also, like, if Black Ops 5 is back in the chaos, in the ether storyline, I want more original maps. I don't want... Mm. I'm, 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 I'm fair with that. You know, it's something that we've... I'm exhausted by remasters and maps. I very much wanted them back when we didn't have any, and we wanted them upgraded, and we were talking about PS3 to PS4 upgrades. That's a big jump. We had to literally drag out another console to play the classic maps. That's why Zombie Chronicles was such a big hit. But it they overdid it a bit. And like you brought up with Chaos, there's so much more excitement with Chaos. Once Ether's over, I really hope they focus solely on Chaos. I think there's a lot of room for us to get excited about, and especially maybe characters getting killed off and replaced and changing around with groups and to push the boundaries. I still firmly believe that they're not pushing the boundaries of what zombies can be. And I hope to see that maybe with their next, with this chaos storyline. Maybe they'll be free from what they generally understood zombies to be, where you got to have a shield every map. You got to have these certain sandbox things that make it so. Um, I, I, as much as I like the campaigning for Call of the Dead and wanting Call of the Dead as a remaster and all that type of stuff, I, I found it, 
I would rather a finale be something original that call harkens back and has callbacks to the journey we've gone on, but not necessarily have to be a complete and under remake. But if it's got to be a place of significance, Origins and Call of the Dead are both fair, fair places to have at the beginning of the end, or the this is where it all started, this is where it ends, premise where the first, ultimate where the last, Origins and the Great War can make sense, but Call of the Dead has significance with the VR-11, uh, turning people from zombies into cleansed and having all sorts of mysterious powers, even being powered potentially by blood vials. We have the real device being located inside Call of the Dead, potentially what happened before the Siberian base crashed. We had our first real chance for our characters to have character development behind the door, and they were able to actually have dialogue that was absolutely engaging and made us fall in love further with the Ultimus crew without them even having to be inside the map. There's a lot of really interesting and story-significant beats that might be able to mitigate a Call of the Dead remastered for DLC 4. What's even more interesting to me, John, too, is that we look at what might have been Zombie Chronicles, right? And then they got dumped, Zombie Chronicles 2, they got dumped on because Raven and Sledgehammer couldn't get together and couldn't deliver in 2020, so Treyarch has to make a game in a year and a half less time than they normally would. BO4, it was riddled with uh, riddled with bugs on launch, set them behind months and months, so they had to fix the game, fix the blue screens and all that type of stuff. So the prospect early on where they had, hey, Zombie Chronicles is coming, and they were literally playtesting the maps inside Blackout, they've sort of repurposed what originally would have been like five as a remaster, came as classified. Nuketown came as Alpha Omega. Call of the Dead might come as the fourth DLC leaving us with just Transit, Die Rise, and Buried, part of Zombie Chronicles right now, uh, maybe that still allows us to have just a Transit pack, a Victus pack of maps that come out later in time that would allow, this is the, the whole thesis of my video that I'm going to make tomorrow, but maybe that allows for the Victus crew to have a way to show up in DLC 4 and then have more things explained, like we had Zombie Chronicles add some Monty radios in there, and then potentially give be like oh we're going to explain the Richthofen end game that allows the Victus crews on the remade maps to show up at the end of DLC 4 and that way we get you to buy and you have a little epilogue a little cool down to the ether storyline before we leave it all in the past and we go towards chaos focus in BO5 if they didn't cancel the chaos storyline or a reboot of ether focusing on different characters as they've described in that blog post ether's over there is no more Victus, Primus, and Ultimus. They are done with this DLC. They're not coming back to that. So we still might have Ether World, but we're absolutely losing our main characters, which are clearly the strongest because they've had so much time to build. So that was a lot of talking. Yeah, I'm all for that, especially like a Victus pack. Mm -hmm. Like I think a Victus pack would be, I think, the best way to do kind of like a send off remake, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, we can maybe get that Origins that alleged Omega remake out of there, but really close things out with the... Maybe that's better than shoehorning them into a map that they don't want to shoehorn into a call of the dead. Right. But, you know, like, we, we thought that, you know, there were rumors that Victus would be, some theories that they would be in call of the dead. And yep. There were rumors that they would be in Classified. Yep. This Nuketown remake, and they haven't been in. Yep. I mean, the argument is it should really be gone. You know? yep. The only reason we would have them is for the fans. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, use them for their own game. Yeah. And then now we have all of our games on PS4. 
you think if they release a Victus map, they need to round it out strong with a uh, uh, Reflow turned and having those come with that as well. So they're bringing like the survival maps of town, farm. That would be fun. Yeah, that they could do that. Or, if, you know, maybe the system doesn't work so well to bring back a grief mode or whatever. Um, even though it should, they even have friendly fire on and stuff and the mutations. What if they were going to bring back with the Zombie Chronicles 2 pack? They were remastering maps from BO3. What if what if they were bringing Shadows of Evil and DE to BO4? How would, how would you feel about stuff like that? Or Gorod? Gorod, I think, would be interesting because it doesn't exist anymore. So they played around with Gorod. I feel like there would be something of interest. But now it's not just a Victus pack. So do you I think might. they'd go down that route? Oh, you know, you cut out. You cut out when you said, I absolutely hope they do not remaster. I hope they do not remaster. At least new maps. I think you're saying Black Ops 3 maps, and I agree. (laughs) Yeah, it it might just be weird right now. We're going to get you a new mic. I think once you come back to the States, we're getting you a new mic and mixer. And then we're going to get me a better mic and mixer and get settled. Because I've decided to. I don't know, because I, I, I recently found a sound. I think you're talking so lower, low right now, your sound floor is cutting out your volume. Can you hear me now? Should I get closer? Yeah, get closer if you're going to talk quieter. I think what I was thinking is that uh, I found a way to basically automatic on my mic when I'm doing pre-recordings, and I think I have a solution. Okay. Um, so I'm not quite ready to just give up on this one. Yeah, no, no, we got plenty of time. No, I'm sure it's not going to be as simple as buying a new microphone next week. Nope, it's going to be months. But I'm, I'm there. I'm in my head. If we can't figure this out, we're getting, we're getting, we're going, we're going to do what every other person on the internet does and get the same microphones you see every other podcast in the world use. There's two of them. There's the ones you see on H3H3, the ones that got to be like right in your mouth, and then there's those silver ones. I think Joe Rogan uses those. Pick your poison. They're expensive, and I hate them, but. Should we do topic time? Yes, please. Oh, I also forgot to talk about multiple weeks in a row. The dog's name being Luna, I find interesting because of the Ascension Easter egg when he screams Luna first, right before the thing ends. I wonder if that's some sort of callback. Oh. Just a little detail there that I always wanted to bring up so I could hear people be like, hey. All right, next one. Uh, our topic time. Vegan Lizard King. Oh, oh, man! Just, uh, just saw Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Good. You guys have a favorite movie. Oh my god. I forgot he released a new movie. I have to see that and then text my buddy yeah, Emily about that. It's got DiCaprio. It's got uh, Brad Pitt, Margaret Robbie. It's got a lot of people. Uh, uh, the yeah. only Tarantino, this might might be a slanderous statement, but the only Tarantino movie I've seen actually, um, that I do plan on seeing Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, unfortunately, is in Germany until the 15th, so I have to wait till Monday to see it. Uh, let's see. I couldn't get into Kill Bill. I was trying to watch Kill Bill, and that one wasn't doing it for me. I've seen I've seen Pulp Fiction, Glorious Bastards, Django, Hateful Eight. I gotta see Reservoir Dogs. It's in one of my lists. I think those are before I saw. I really did like the Hateful Eight, even though people gave that crap. Uh, Pulp Fiction's excellent. Django was excellent as well. I had a pick. Favorite out of them, I mean, Glorious Bastards is really good too. Oh, they're all those are all solid movies. They're not like 
you know, I I don't get into Tarantino films like uh, I might with other things that I really really enjoy. So um, I think I'll go with Django for now. I, I did like Django Unchained a lot, but it's all very close. All four of those movies that I did see of his, I, I very much enjoyed. Jesus mm-hmm. uh, uh, asked, "Where do you think the new Town Drill is at?" I haven't seen it in. Yeah, the Newtown drill is not showing up on Missed Opportunity. Mm, it's, it's in my imagination. That's where it is. You, I wonder if they just like dropped it. Like, can you even revisit it? No, I, I, no. At this point, I don't think we talk about drill. I think we're done with the drill. I don't think we want to hear about the drill again. We heard about no, it in ciphers explaining the mining. You don't want to hear about it, but like the fact that it's not even in is just like that was your one chance to bring it up. Yeah, I'm with you. Cheese Buff says, do hot dogs have more in common with hamburgers? Oh, what's the next part of that statement? Hamburgers are what? A taco. Oh, I thought we were going to say sandwiches and we were going to get on that debate. No, Um, it's it's closer to a taco. Sure, I'll give you a taco. I'm not going to argue this. I'm going to agree with whatever John says because I'm not doing this. A hot dog is not a taco, but it's closer to. It's closer to a taco than it is a hamburger. I don't Have you ever ran out of hot dog buns? So then you fold your hot dog in half, you crack it in half, and then put it on a hamburger bun if you have that left over? Have you ever done that? Probably have, yeah. All right, just seeing if you're going to be like, you monster. <laughs> I don't eat that many hot dogs, so I probably have. I didn't um, until I moved back. That was the worst mistake ever. My dad just keeps buying hot dogs. He's like, oh, man, they're for your friends. I'm like, Dad, they're never for my friends. I have eaten like hundreds of hot dogs because they 60 seconds. There's 60 seconds, John. That is so valuable yeah, to me. Oh, I can make a hot right. dog so quickly. I ate a lot of them back when I did that because they were easy. And they're cheap. And they're cheap. They're high, they're high in fat. If I just wanted to like that much to spare my stove and make that, I eat mm-hmm. a lot of bars. It's just so cheap. No. Uh, I don't recommend it. It's kind of a but I would just do it sometimes because I needed to uh, I mean, I'm utterly disappointed at what you just said. No, they didn't. Someone didn't like it. The folding. All right, that's okay. Keep going. I knew someone wouldn't. Uh, Rector Shippo waits. Says, "Have you seen Kevin Sherwood has been uploading instrumental cover breaks? Fantastic." That's, yes, I have. I did see a couple of them. Him and Brian Tooney has his own YouTube channel. Both of them are terrific. I'm so happy to see him. The Avogadro man. I love listening to that music and jamming out to his funky beats. So. It's it's about time again. I he had May, uh, Brian Tooney started doing his YouTube channel. I was completely out of the loop on that, but I love both their work. Brian, Kevin, the sound team at Treyarch. I I don't think I've ever had an issue with the sound team at Treyarch. Maybe except for occasional criticisms here and there at best. They they always get the job done. They always do day in day out. My favorite thing about this about the covers is that he used the same. I think it's Kevin Sherwood's Twitter feed. Also, mm-hmm. it's YouTube. But some of them are like different. So like, yeah. there's a picture of her with like rocking out. Yeah. But uh, like so for his cover of one instrumental of one fifteen, it's a zombie rocking out wearing like that Chinese jail. Yeah. Um, he did it with the guys for three that are called masking rocking out. I heard I heard a artist offered to help him out with that, and he just like yeah, go to town, and an artist just redid a bunch of his thumbnails. That's awesome. Yeah, it really is. It really is. 
do check out Kevin Sherwood's channel. If you just Absolutely. YouTube and Brian Tooney. I recommend both of them. If you love uh, zombie music, Brian Tooney, uh, Kevin Sherwood. I'm pretty sure Mukla has one. She she originally did the Dragonborn Has Come. That blew my mind when she was the same person I saw on IGN who got a viral video when she was singing the Dragonborn Has Come video. And then she's singing zombie songs. And she's way, and she does all sorts of music work in the video game industry and her own musical talent. I don't think Elena Sigmund has a YouTube channel. She might. So those, mm-hmm. those are four names you can Google search if you like your zombie audio. Uh, Mr. Fuzzy Pants 11 says, read out at your trophy. Oh, you're cutting out like crazy, my guy. What's happening? I don't know. That's uh, weird. Read, I was looking at your completed trophy for BO3 and BO4. You don't have many completed. Are there any games that you have with the trophy hunter? I take offense to that. I thought I got a bunch of BO3 zombie trophies. BO4 is the worst when it comes to trophy completion. Roll at War, I think I'm perfect on, and I think there's a couple here and there. I think BO1 as well, but BO2, I think there's a couple zombie stuff I'm talking. Talk about Platinums, if you're looking through my trophies, uh, Resident Evil 2 is the latest game I Platinum. Modern Warfare 2 is the first game I Platinum. Uh, Sly Cooper games I was Platinuming, some Spyro games. I love any games that I truly love, Horizon Zero Dawn. That's the best way. If you... If you, if I love a game, I will platinum it. Uh, God of War just seems a little exhausting for me right now. I need a break from it. That's another game I could easily see myself platinuming. So yeah, it really comes down to if I I'd love it, I then have to take time off from work and sleep to make sure I platinum it. It just starts to become an obsession. Resident Evil Two is still my game of the year. So. Yeah, yeah, I just never really cared much about trophy hunting. Um, mm-hmm. I, I definitely become completionist in some senses. Mm-hmm. Like right now, my biggest thing right now is I've been playing a lot of Mario Kart and I'm trying to get full. I'm trying to get full three stars on every 200 mm-hmm. season after then doing it on PC. So like that. So like once once I get like once I decide I want to complete something, it dominates my time. The trophies are never something that really filled. Mm-hmm. You know, like like first it was uh, I wanted to have, I wanted to do every spirit in. Then I grinded through like all five hundred. Now I've been grinding through the Mario, but for whatever reason, like achievements just never do it. I like them. It depends on the game. I think I could totally get into it, but the views aren't there for me. That's another motivator. So whenever I would do trophy tutorials and stuff like that, um, there, there's this channel called I maybe you've heard of them called Achievement Hunter, and they sort of have that market down lock. And to me, it's just like I can't even compete with them because they also have personalities and stuff like that. So as much as I love doing trophies and stuff, it's definitely one of those things that gets relegated to hobby I do in spare time. And most of the time, when I'm in my spare time, it's like I don't, I don't want to play more video games. Please no, mm-hmm. I want to do other stuff. Yeah, uh, Ed says one for Reed. Have you heard the band The Mountain Goats? Recently, they've been doing themed albums, and their newest one is about D and D. Ooh, uh, oh, I, I know The Mountain Goats. I mean, I don't know anything. Ooh, but they're British. Know. I only know the Mountain Goats because uh, John Green a million. No, well, no, I don't follow John Green, though I heard he's an incredible person. He wrote the Stars book, right? Yeah, the Faulkner, the Faulkner Stars. Yep. Uh, yeah, uh, they're an American band. I look into him, and he's wrote, written many, many other books. They did, wow, they had the haircut, man. Just from the quick Google search, I had they had a haircut that reminded me very much of uh, John Oliver from British people. Yeah, I see. They've been around for a long time, but uh, maybe read out. Cool. Uh, 
Dabo forty four says, "How do you feel PS four updating their software? Party limits from eight to sixteen play. Just curious for you too. Well, it doesn't do anything for me because we do everything on Discord. We migrated past that so long ago. Back in the day, I mean, Xbox Live parties were amazing, and then PS four finally like copied the it. Killer. They were. It was, it's funny. They were like the killer feature. Like, yeah, that was like one of the like one of the like okay, you know, I hate paying sixty bucks a month for online." I don't know if I've ever been in a <laughs> I don't think I have. Not on PS4, especially because I'm finding a way to finally clear down my friends list. I'm going through and deleting everybody I don't recognize. So it's finally, if you go onto the PlayStation website, you can do it even faster than on the PS4. And I'm down to 420 something friends after being at like 1,000 something. It's, it's because every time I try and play the damn game, I'm trying to find people, and I hit triangle. I can't find anybody because there's just all these people I don't know from open lobbies, and I'm totally grateful. I'm happy to play with them, but sometimes it's just like I'm trying to get something done, and the PlayStation's like, "Oh, I'm gonna die! You have way too many friends." It's like, oh my god, I, I can't stand this anymore. Yeah, I don't know. Mm-hmm. What else we got? Okay. Um. Uh, Jesus Christ, which says thoughts on getting power on my. He is a zombie YouTuber. Uh, admittedly, I know the name. But... The guy that did all the uh, quotes. Is that not what, isn't what he posted all that type of stuff on? I'm checking it out. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he's the guy that did all the Alpha Omega quotes. Uh, hmm. Yes, he did. Maybe. Um, we're, we're probably not doing guests until I can tell them. Yeah, that was be... decided. But I do want to start doing live. Yeah. We want to get back to weekly uh, guests. It just doesn't make sense with the connection issues. We'll just do it. Last one. Tollinator says, thoughts on the Modern Warfare multiplayer they revealed. Oh, yeah. We didn't get invited, John. Okay, oh, here's a fun story. Who wants to? Obviously, I don't, I don't even know if I'm going to cover the game. So, I, I, in reality, it's a, it's a no. But I see all my friends, right? All my peers. I had no expectation. You know, I like to think of them as friends sometimes. Um, but I see them all on Twitter, right? I didn't have an expectation either. And they're all, oh, man, look at my cool, uh, oh, my God. And they have their AR because the, the, the ticket they received from Infinity Ward and Activision, when you show a phone to it, it reveals the date and the time and the location. It's super cool. And I'm sitting there like, oh, man, that's, that's pretty cool, right? But I'm not, I'm like, I, I didn't have any expectations. Like, you, John, I'm like, whatever. But, like, I keep seeing, like, Person after person, Noah, Milo, I think JC. I'm seeing the whole groups, all the gangs, and you know, you, you feel part of them sometimes. You know, you, we go to these events, and sometimes we're with them. And I'm just like, hmm. so my sad ass, not not like sad, but like I just sort of wander outside in my PJs, check around to see if there was any deliveries. Like, did I miss something? Check my mailbox. Nope, nope. As I expected. No invitation, no surprises out here as I saunder my way back inside the house. <laughs> when, when is the event? Uh, August 1st or 4th. If, if that's the case, then when I got an invite, did, I would have gone. You know, like if it, if it came in the mail, I would have. That'd be so funny if you finally got invited to something, John, and I didn't, and then you like were just in, like, in Germany, though. In, like, 10 days, if I thought that I was invited, 
post a video. That would be a funny video. I mean, I'm pretty sure it's going to be a funny video. But if I did, it would be really fun to come home and be like, what? It's this invitation and be the A and I get all excited. Be like, wait, August 1st? <laughs> <laughs> it's already safe. <laughs> I. I just, in my mind, the entire time, too, I'm like, Reed, you know it's not there. She's like, we just want to check. I'm like, Reed, you know it's not. Why? Why are you even, there's no reason to check. You're wasting your time. She's like, oh, I was laughing mom, at myself. Did get anything in the mail? Mom, hey, Mom, did we, get, did we get the invitation? No, Reed. No, you make shit content. Oh, that's right. That's right. All right. Back I go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that that's it for Topic Time this week. Thank yeah. you to the patrons for getting rid of the topic. And if you'd yes. like to be a patron, Yes, indeed. Thank you guys so much for your ongoing support. And if any of you want to see the podcast continue, uh, that's the best way to do it is support the Patreon. Mr. Drown comes in with his weekly donation. Great show, gentlemen. Take it easy and have a fantastic day. Thank you so much, Mr. Drown. You too. Absolutely wonderful thing. Weekly monthly. David Kirk donates with an Ether reboot coming in which four playable characters would you have going forward? Any tips? With the Zetsubo Noshima Easter egg, I'm attempting it tomorrow and then onto Gorod of PC because it's not broken. Well, we don't talk about that. But <laughs> because everything, it's not broken, you guys just don't understand that. Uh, Zet, if I had any advice for Zet, um, be careful with the shooting the bullet. Do everything early. Make sure you are positioned toward the back of it when you shoot the bullet and spam it when you want to actually shoot at the plane as it goes by. Um, oh, there's a there's a couple perks. You got to make sure you upgrade the KT. I forget that so many times when I'm doing a speed run and I'll get to the basement without an upgraded KT and then I can't kill the spores and I kill myself and I can't get back up and I'm just dead. I have just ruined the entire run because I'm an idiot who forgot these stats. So all the plants take a lot of rounds, three rounds a pop. So just trying to be ahead. Work Always work ahead. What do you think about the last part, though, John? With the Ether reboot coming, four playable characters, who would you want going forward? I'm looking for new, new characters. I don't want any old ones. I want to shake off Ether. Even if there's a reboot, it's like, let's do something new. And at that point, just do it. Yeah, I mean, I'm not opposed to anything old. I mean, mm-hmm. maybe we can sit in the middle of like a night and read it. Sure. You know, You don't want to see Maxis and Sam running around? Definitely mix and masters. What if you do? Not not mix and master where we could throw in, like, maybe we could always have one from the Ascension Project, maybe two new Ascension Project characters. I'm thinking about our boy Peter McCain. We could have, or, yeah, Peter McCain. Maybe Peter McCain or explore the, explore the, No, I'm saying leave that in the past. Like, I, even with this question, like, if uh, instead of even retreading, like, this reboot is, like, brand new team, brand new world, brand new ideas, but we're still in the Ether universe, and we're still rebooting it, so we might have some similar things, but what if it's, like, Peter, like, older Samantha, like, what if we started grabbing some of the characters that we didn't get to see explored whatsoever and putting them as the center cast of a group, just in some new story? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So then, like, we, Yuri Gersh. I really would, don't want Yuri and Gersh, but Yuri's supposed to be <laughs> <looks> whack. <laughs> Yuri Gersh 
Samantha and Peter McCain would make an interesting crew or something like that. They could, they could have a lot of fun with that. Yeah, man. Come on. Cool. Uh, Black Diamond donates, and they say, I say, after the Area 51 raid, oh, shit, this is how this one's starting. Oh, my God. John leads all of us and the aliens we found on the raid of Treyarch to Treyarch where we find the zombie timeline. Diego's head, Dairai remastered, and Jimmy Zelensky chained in the basement. Maybe that's a Jimmy's invasion one. The invasion of Area 51? After we invade, you, you know, right? I know the meme. Yeah, we might as well once we have a like. I don't think you can't not know the meme on the internet. I've seen everybody talk about it. After we invade Area 51, which I need to know. I need to go to my Twitter and It's assuming that the Treyarch doesn't also have some. Oh, God. I want no more Rick Coffin. I'm done. Rick Coffin's base is the main character of Call of Duty Zombies, arguably. And I, there's like 10 of them. The only way we could outfox Rick Coffin was with another Rick Coffin we talked about. I'm done. No more. No more Rick Coffins. I don't want to see him again. He's done his journey. Doesn't mean we fired Nolan North. He can play a different character. All right? He's got many voices. Just, we're done with Rick Coffin. Please no. Uh, Doomya, he sent me a bunch of links. How are half the quotes from Alpha Omega? Good. Good. I'm still listening through them all. They they ripped all the quotes from all the characters, so now I'm just listening through all the quotes all the characters make, and they're interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, Madge donated. He said, your channel popped up on my screen. Here, just throw us money. Well, thank you. I appreciate that, Madge. Got that, got that. Oh, boy. And uh, what, what is this word? Skit. Elnit. Skitlnit. Call the Dead, Tunguska, Frozen Force, DLC 4. Oh, that's, that's a good point I forgot to bring up. Ultimus Rickoffin, Betrayal. I really, based off the classified, his request, Cypher. Burning Argatha, causing Ether Reboot 5. I feel like we're all on board for the reboot because of destroying Element Roman 5. That seems pretty obvious. Uh, another Ultimus Rickoffin, Betrayal, is going to be annoying. I'm hoping it's a different subversion, but potentially. And to Call the Dead, sort of having a deal with Tunguska. Really cool idea. That's where the original meteor crashed and where one and five was originally found. The same meteor we probably saw in Revelations get split through in the opening trailer. The frozen forest could finally be a part of DLC four. That's something that like we go to the ether and confront Monty. Maybe we fight Monty in the frozen forest. Finally makes sense. Yeah. Thunderman, Monty version. Uh, Ethan donates and says, doesn't the believability of the leaks say a lot about the community in the state of Beer 4. Talked about that earlier. Thank you for the donation. So that is all of our donations for this week's episode of the Zombie Dice Podcast. Thanks for joining us. I really appreciate it. Uh, subscribe, turn on notifications if you want to still follow this podcast and join us into our journey to the end of DLC 4 and beyond. John, do you have any more announcements? Uh, no, I don't know. All right. All my posters, you should have got an email if you haven't already received your posters. Are being printed and shipped out. All of our patrons, patrons should receive their posters too by the end of the week. So fucking Friday or later, international. Good luck. I hope customs are on your side. Uh, that hits that. My poster sales. That. Got that. 
streaming Tuesday, Thursdays, as always. Right on. And uh, there'll be a bonus video for my Patreon going up before the end of the month. So that's in three days, two days, or three days, two days. Thanks for watching. We'll be back here next Sunday at 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time for another episode of the Zan Bros Podcast on November 27, 2025. Be safe. Until the next time we see you, have an absolutely wonderful day. Bye now. Thank you for tuning into this episode of Zombros. Make sure to download the podcast on iTunes and support the show on Patreon if you haven't already. If you have the time, be sure to rate the show because it helps keep the podcast going. Links will be in the description. We will see you in the next episode.